0: all right good morning faith fellowship it's good to be here um man it's good to be here this morning and we're missing a lot of our brothers and sisters um and so we do miss you guys that uh aren't here with us but you're with us on zoom hey everybody on zoom zoom land um I want you guys to know you're in our thoughts and prayers. Continue to pray for you guys throughout this week. Um, okay, so second Sunday, we're going to continue our trek through Psalm 119. And uh, last month with Pastor Chris Bess, he did uh, noon was the last Hebrew letter that we covered. So this week um, we are on Samek, And Semek is the 15th letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And it means to support or protect. Okay, and so we're going to be looking at verses 113 through 120. So if you have your Bible apps, or your Bibles, please be pulling that up. And I know we did pray. I'm going to pray before we get any further, just so uh, I can be uh, letting him lead. Okay, so if you could just pray with me. Dear Lord, thank you for this opportunity. God, thank you for your word. Um, God, I just pray you would speak through me this morning, um, the message that you gave me in, your, in my heart, and um, God, let my words be clear, and I know I will stumble all over if, uh, if you're not leading, so Lord God, just um, speak through me, and I uh, pray that it be clear and encouraging and edifying to my brothers and sisters, in Jesus Christ's name we pray, amen. Okay. All right, so someec um, so I was studying I was uh, looking at smec and, and support and protect and I thought that's interesting because that's actually um, you know what we're going to be talking about today in the passage and so when I saw the word protect automatically as a dad and a husband I was like, oh, I can identify with this because I, um like every dad and father uh have that that uh protection uh trait or or you know link uh, as soon as you become a dad you you're like oh okay now I want to make sure I'm uh, protecting my family right so um I was like okay I, I really can uh, identify with that And you think about the word protect think about words like vigilant attentive on alert okay in these days 2021 and and i feel like these are like the last days i feel like these are the times that you want to be very uh vigilant to protect your family against anyone or anything that may be pulling them away from god or what god is trying to do in your life okay so that's where we're headed this morning is um is looking at where the psalmist or David recognizes that he needs God he needs God's word and he's also human he's he was he was a man and he had good days and bad days good influences bad influences just like us okay so let's get into it I'm going to go ahead and read the whole passage so if you have it follow along with me and I'm starting in 113 verse 113 I hate vain thoughts but thy law do I love Thou art my hiding place and my shield. I hope in thy word. Depart from me, ye evildoers, for I will keep the commandments of my God. Uphold me according unto thy word, that I may live and not be ashamed of my hope. Hold thou me up, and I shall be safe, and I will have respect unto thy statutes continually. Thou hast trodden down all them that err from thy statutes, for their deceit is falsehood. Thou puttest away all the wicked of the earth like dross. Therefore, I love thy testimonies. My flesh trembleth for fear of thee, and I am afraid of thy judgments. Okay. So we're gonna start back up at the top here, 113. We're gonna start there, that that first verse. I hate vain thoughts. So I start to kind of start thinking. my fingers. There we go. Okay. So I started thinking about thoughts. You know, our thoughts, our thoughts are powerful. Um, these are a couple quotes that I pulled up. You are today where your thoughts have brought you. You will be tomorrow where your thoughts will take you or your thoughts take you. Um, change your thoughts and you change your world. Whether you think you can or you can't, you are right that last one was told to me, uh, quite a few times, uh, by some of my really close friends or mentors. And I thought, man, that's interesting. Henry Ford said that one. And it's, uh, it's absolutely true. Like the power of our mind is, is unbelievable. Um, and so go back to the verse. David says, I hate vain thoughts. Um, but thy law, do I love I hate vain thoughts, useless thoughts. You know, vain can mean a couple things. things. Um, when, when I first hear vain, I don't know about you guys, but I think about that song, uh, you're so vain, <laughs> probably think this song. That's that's, um, that's one definition for vain, but um, the vain can also mean uh, useless, you know? And so examples of useless thoughts. You know, we can get lost in our thoughts uh, a lot of times. Um, what What if I uh, What if I took a trip to Mars, and then and then I started setting up my uh, my stuff there? And uh, you know, like you could just you could go further with that. Or or what if I um, What if I met my my hero, and then they uh, You know, I bumped into them, and, and I kept in contact with them, and then I started to uh, there's a, there's a lot of ways that our, our, our thoughts, we daydream and we can get lost in the past or the future and, uh, or fantasy. He says, I hate vain thoughts. Though some be light, uh, vain thoughts can lead to sinful, hurtful, uh, hateful, uh, lustfulness. It, it, can, it can lead to all this. And it, it all starts with a thought. Okay, so let me see, make sure this works. Is it just a little delayed? That one, is that? Oh, oh, you're controlling that one. Look, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, gotcha, nope, you're good. So let's, so think good thoughts, okay? Um, what does that mean? Second Corinthians ten five. casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself, Against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So, yeah, you're going to have all kinds of thoughts. Of course, you're going to feel whatever's going on, but remember to bring that and filter it against the Word of God. Um, I think of I think of uh, vain thoughts like food on dirty dishes just follow me so you know if you have some ice cream or yogurt that if you don't wash out that dish before you put it in the sink and you just sit it there on the counter that it's gonna get hard and crusty and then you're gonna have to work a little bit more to what to get it off right but if you rinse it and you put it in there you can still put it in the dishwasher and you're good right so Vain thoughts are kind of like that in the sense that if you let them fester, they kind of build and you kind of inch your way like this. And it doesn't seem that bad until you look up and you're, you know, pretty far from where you started. And and so I love that the word of God cuts through all that. That's that sharpness of the sword. And you, you kind of wake up and you're like, oh, oh, yeah, this is. This is definitely not lining up with what I've been thinking, right? So vain thoughts. He says, I hate vain thoughts, but thy law do I love. Okay, so Thy um, law, do I love? Why? Why do I love God's word? Well, um, God's word is good. Second Timothy three sixteen and 17. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction and righteousness that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished into all good works. And we know perfect means mature. Um, So there's encouragement, there's guidance, maturity. Um, Psalm one, three says, and he shall be like a tree planted by rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit and his season, his leaf also shall not wither and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. See, so I, I kind of look at this verse, and I think, man, with God's word, you're like that tree planted by the river, lacking nothing, like you have everything you need, and um, man, that feels good, doesn't it? God's word is good. Um, Okay, so then looking back at the passage of thou art my hiding place and my shield. I hope in thy word. Um, This is, this is that, uh, that verse that uh, God is David's shield and his hiding place. So um, Psalm nine verses nine and 10 says, the Lord also will be a refuge for the, for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. And they that know thy name will put their trust in thee, for thou, Lord, hast not forsaken them that seek thee. Um, oh, can you click one more time? Uh, thank you. Okay. So, you know, David, David knew that God was his refuge, his shield. And this, this uh, was an awesome shield that I found. Um, and of course, this is the, the Leonidas, the 300. Uh, we are Sparta. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to do it. Um, and so I, I think of um, the fact that when you become a dad, you dads out there, you know. That uh, you block more balls and catch more bodies than you ever thought you would, um, because you are a shield for that little unsuspecting, you know, little kid that doesn't know what's coming. Uh, There's a there's a hill at the top of my house, a cul-de-sac right directly across, and so (laughs) the then there's a street uh, that passes, and so my kids get on their trikes, scooters, you know, whatever little vehicle they can find that rolls and they roll down. And we as a parents have to make sure that there's no cars coming. And so, you know, we're we're constantly being that shield, right? For our kids. And just think about the fact that if you were here this morning, you are likely you've likely been shielded from more things than you will ever know until you get to heaven and you find out that God has shielded you from the things that could have took you out, you know. It's it's amazing uh, the the fact that if you let God, He will be your shield. Okay, so Second Samuel 22:3, two three. Uh, you can keep going to that next slide there. The God of my the God of my rock in Him will I trust. He is my shield, the horn of my salvation, and my tower, and my high tower, and my refuge, my Savior. Thou savest me from violence. See, David knew that, uh, no matter what was going on, he was good because God was his shield, but you have to let God be your shield. If you're busy trying to do it yourself, then, you know, are you going to, are you going to yield to, to let God do that? Are you going to try to do it yourself? You're going to end up taking way more hits than if you let God be your shield. Okay. Um, Depart from me, ye evildoers, for I will keep the commandments of my God. So be mindful of the company you keep. Okay. Um, put a stake down. This is what David did. He put a stake down by saying, I will keep the commandments of my God. Um, Joshua 24:15. This is what it looks like to put a stake down. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Boom, Joshua put that stake down, didn't he? That, um, that's dope, that was, that was really cool. Um, I love that. Okay, so depart from me, you evildoers. In order to protect your faith, you have to know you can't be friends with everybody. You can't be close with everybody. You can be friendly, absolutely you should be, but keep. But uh, be mindful of the company you keep. Why? Because we know the saying, birds of a, fle- birds of a feather flock together, right? If you want to know, uh, who you, who you are, look at who you hang out with, look around you, be mindful of the company you keep. Okay. Um, and then he says, keep the commandments. I will, for I will keep the commandments of my God. John fourteen fifteen. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Let's not overcomplicate it. It's simple. We do love God's word, and yet we read it, and we're like, that sounds good. I like that. And we try to do it, but we need to um, keep God's word. And so parents, if you're here, that that parent, you know, yeah. that uh, little ting is, is probably going off because, you know, if you have little ones, you... Uh, are probably talking to you're blue in the face. I know me and my wife are, um, pick up this, um, clean your room, and, um, oh, can you empty the dishwasher? Uh, see, our requests are getting bigger because they're, they're growing up a little bit. So, um, But as a parent, you know that kids respond way more when they see what you're doing versus what you are telling them to do. That's why you're blue in the face. So when I started praying, Every night uh, before we eat, what what happened was they started raising their hand. Can I pray? Can I pray? All right, yeah, you can pray tonight. Go ahead, uh, pray for the food, and and it's beautiful to watch their prayers and to to see them get deeper. You know, and they just they're watching you, and so you know it's it's one of those things. Your actions speak louder than words. Um. Some of us need to keep, need to watch the company we keep um, because what, not because, but um, we need to watch the company we keep. Not so that we are gonna end up in a bubble to where you don't have any outside contact with anybody that's not saved, but just making sure that we, you know, keep the company that we we are mindful of our uh, company. But then, God still wants to use your testimony. So if you are here today, or if you are a believer today, you accepted Christ. um, I just want you to know that you can minister to somebody that your story is unique to you. So God can use that. Um, So. um, All right, so 116, let me jump into the next verse here. Uphold me according unto thy word that I may live. And let me not be ashamed of my hope. Okay, so uphold me that I may live. See, he says, um, so right away, you know, uh, Romans 8, 6 says, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So choose life, okay? Because the problem is, um carnally minded what does it mean to be carnal okay so living worldly satisfying um someone who yields to the wants and desires of the flesh right um we know that that life is something that is you're going to want to do over and over again it's not going to satisfy you though so you're going to whatever that is you're going to do it again and again and then you might end up you might end up with an addiction or something like that you're dealing with because carnally minded is just going to continue. It's kind of a spiral or a cycle. Okay. See, so what we need is living water. See, we need something that's going to quench that. Okay. So, um, so I'm going to flip over to John four because Jesus told once told someone about living water and, um, and I really like this passage, so I'm going to just just going to read. If you want to follow with me, it's John four verses, uh, starting at verse seven. And I'm just going to read it. All right. So there cometh a woman to Samarit to Samaria to draw water. Jesus, sa- Jesus saith unto her, Give me to drink, for his disciples were gone away unto the city to buy meat. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him. How is it that thou, being a Jew, say, uh, ask a drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria, for the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans? And verse 10 Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. Okay, so then drop down to 13. Um, Jesus answered and said unto her whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again which is the water that she was pulling out of the well and then 14 but whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life so salvation is is that living water um accept the gift of salvation if you have never ha- if you never have by believing on Jesus um that he is God's only son and that he lived a sinless life and died on the cross for your sins and rose again that we might have everlasting life right so John 3:16 uh, God so loved the world that he gave his only son whosoever should believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life um Choose life. Um, he said that I, and then at the quarter, let me see. And then the end of that, uh, that I may live and let me not be ashamed of my hope. Okay. So Mark 838, um, this isn't on that uh, PowerPoint. So I'm just going to pull that up and feel free to follow me if you want. 838. So he says, let me not be ashamed of my hope. And here, Jesus says, wait, is that right? Mark eight thirty-eight. Oh, sorry, not at 38. Yep, that's right. Whosoever, therefore, shall be ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him also shall, uh, of him also shall the son of man be ashamed. When he cometh in the glory, in the glory of his Father, and with the holy angels, definitely don't want to be ashamed at that point. Um, and so here, yeah, David saying, "Let me not be ashamed um, by not live uh, following the word." Okay, so then jumping back into the uh, passage, "Hold thou me up, and I shall be safe." and I will have respect unto thy statutes continually. 118, thou hast trodden down all them that err from thy statutes, for their deceit is falsehood. Okay. God is full of loving kindness. God is gracious. But we also know that friends of the world and um Friends of the world is, is really to be an enemy of God. Um, and so here he says, um, "Thou hast trodden down all them that err from thy statutes for their deceit is falsehood. God is not mocked. God is... Although he is gracious, um, you don't want to be an enemy of God. There's a reason why they call him the terrible. You know, the first time I heard that, I thought it was not a typo, but I was like, the terrible? what?" Um, And so, you know, Psalm 66, uh, 3 says, say unto God, how terrible art thou in thy work? Through the greatness of thy power shall thine enemies submit themselves unto thee. So who is an enemy? Because you know, you're like, well, wh- what does that mean? Who that's unsaved men. You know them, your neighbor, your colleagues, your college roommate, your childhood best friend. These are the people, whether they know it or not, are the enemies of God. Um That's that's where God has put us in that path. So if you if you grew up with that person and uh, you formed that relationship, that may be the opportunity that you have that's unique to you um, to share the gospel with that person. You might say, well, Justin, I'm not really good at sharing the gospel. Um, There's a guy here there's a brother named uh, Larry Smith, who who is really good at it. He, He shares the gospel a lot. Get with him, or get with uh, get with somebody who is good, and and work on it because it's worth um, it's worth it. Um, so there's a quote by Charles Spurgeon it says we're not responsible to God for the souls that are saved, but we are responsible for the gospel that is preached and for the way in which we preach it. And I thought, man, that's really good because I know that, but it's kind of hearing it put that way that. Oh, yeah. Uh, God is definitely going to hold me accountable. Having been in the faith for this many years, how often are you sharing the gospel? Um, have you shared it this week? Have you shared it this month? Um, okay, so then, Thou put us away all the wicked of the earth, like dross. Therefore, I love thy testimonies. David knew the wages of sin equal death. And. oh, That's good. It's on that one. That's okay. Um, So uh, as you're, as I was reading that verse, let me read it again. Um, Thou put us away, all the wicked of the earth, like dross. Therefore, I love thy testimonies. And I know you heard, you probably read that and was like, dross, what is dross? What? That's not in my regular lingo right there. So I had to put a, I put a, a slide up, dross, something regarded as worthless, rubbish. Okay, so as I was looking at this and I was reading, imagine you have uh, a milkshake. And you look down and you see in your milkshake like a little black uh, piece of, of dust, right? So what are you going to do? You're going to pick it out and flick it, right? And just like, uh, or maybe put it in the garbage. I would just flick it. <laughs> but uh, my wife would put it in the garbage. So um, so it, the dross, it's, it's something that you would just put away, like rubbish. The Bible says, um, 119, thou put us away all the wicked of the earth, like dross. God is just going to dispose of the wicked. Um, I want to pull up Nahum uh, for you guys. I know you're like, what? This uh, minor prophet. Um, and it's not, I don't think it's in the slide either. Sorry. Um, give me just a minute. I was reading this, and I was—I'm going the wrong way. Bear with me just a sec. Oh yeah, I'm a little landy dandy. Okay, so Nahum chapter one, and this is verse two. God is a jealous God is jealous, and the Lord revengeth, the Lord revengeth, and is furious. The Lord will take vengeance on his adversaries, and he reserveth wrath for his enemies. The Lord is slow to anger, and great in power, and will not at all acquit the wicked. The Lord hath his way in the whirlwind, and in the storm, and the clouds are the dust of his feet. He rebuketh the sea, and maketh it dry, and dry up all the rivers. Bashan languisheth, and and Carmel, and the flower of Lebanon languisheth. The mountains quake at him, and the hills melt, and the earth is burned at his presence, yea, the world and all that dwell therein. Um, that's a superpower like you never heard. We're talking about the creator of, uh, of the heavens and the earth. Nobody can do that but God. Okay, so then You read that and then you read verse 20. My flesh trembleth for fear of thee, and I am afraid of thy judgments. Absolutely. Um, Reading that, absolutely, I understand why he's saying he's afraid and he trembleth. Um, So when, when did you last tremble before the Lord? Philippians 2.12 says, wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. David knew the power of God and knew that he wanted God on his side because uh, God is going to put away the wicked like dross. So therefore, he loved thy testimonies, right? Guys, we got to protect our faith and remember to think good thoughts, be mindful of the company we keep, to keep God's commandments and let God be our shield. Okay, so um, I'm actually going to go ahead and pray us out and then um, then we'll just have some time to uh, fellowship the rest of this morning, okay? Father, I just thank you for um, this message, your word, and um, man, your awesome power. Um, God, you are worth being right with, um, and I'm so thankful for um, David's example and his words, Um, and he's absolutely right to, uh, to love thy testimonies and to to tremble before you. God, I pray that, um, you know, as each of us get back to our, our work and our, uh, school and everything that we have going on that, um, God, it would ring in our hearts to love the person next to us enough to say, Hey, where are you in your walk with, with God? Do you know Jesus? Um, because Lord, um, that's your heart and Lord, we want to have your heart. Um, God, you're good. I pray you um, bless um, bless the rest of this time. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen.